now serving butter and bacon. The good stuff. Yesterday, 9,975 steps. Ooh. Why did I not open the app and just look before I went to bed last right. night? Right. Because all I'd had to do was go to one side of the house and then the you other. One more, one more time down the hallway and back That's, and you're good. Oh, so it's like, why did I, you know, I, I feel I made up those 25 steps already today. So in the end... I'll, I'll do the 10,000, but man, that's just annoying. Oh, Polly. Well, you know, what are you going to do? But uh, along, alongside that topic, hi. Looks like we have guests who have stepped in to join our conversation. Welcome to Butter and Bacon, where we discuss the good stuff of Disney, which is including checking your app to make sure you get the requisite amount of steps. Uh, sitting on the steps with us are Amy. Hello, Amy. Hello. And Dean. Run Disney events are great for helping you up those steps, yeah, as is park touring. Particularly <laughs> when you don't tell people you're going to do it. So you sign up for the weekend <laughs> challenge, and I know what you're doing, and the other eight people don't. So they wake up in the morning, and they check, and, oh, Dean has 45,000 steps today. <laughs> yeah, when you start a run Disney race at 5 in the morning, you've already met your goal before most people are out of bed. Yep. Although I'm just as guilty because when we have soccer tournaments and I walk to and from, I'm at usually 35,000 before noon. So, yes. But we're going to talk about some other topical things. Uh, Dean, uh, we, have, we have picked from the topic generator that we have. And uh, we've come up, I think, with three. What, what do we have for the rundown today? Right. So uh, we have... You know, not often do we tackle these sort of current events, but that, it seems like after maybe a month of relatively quiet Disney news, the uh, maybe they got jealous or was holding it all back until after the election. Mm. <laughs> but the Disney news generator has exploded, so I actually have a list of five here. Five. So let's just kind of tackle these in uh, no particular order. Bam. And I guess that's a good place to start. <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bam. Amy. Yes. Say it. Thoughts. <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bam! <laughs> Perfect. You have to say it that way. It's the you law. Do. You do. Thoughts? Amy, what are your thoughts on jingle bell, jingle bam? I mean, it looks good. It looks alright. I mean, it's got the projections and... <sighs> I mean, nothing's gonna be as good as the Osborne spectacle of dancing lights presented by Siemens. So, I... Uh... Was it? Yeah. Or was it Sylvania? Was it Sylvania? I don't know. I thought Siemens was Epcot only. I don't know. It probably was Sylvania. That makes more sense. But I do understand that those lights have made their way to Branson, Missouri. So if you want to go see them, they have been mixed with the already existing 2.8 million lights to make 4 million lights over there. So, someone had a brilliant tweet. They said the lights have retired to Branson, and now they have a residency. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Hey, if you could live in Silver Dollar City, that's a good time. (laughs) Sounds about right. But yeah, Yeah. I mean, that'll be wonderful. It's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to be a little bit bitter towards the jingle bell, jingle bam! Because, you know, 
I will never tire of you saying that. <laughs> With the country twang, jingle, yeah. bam! <laughs> <laughs> but nothing's going to be as good as the Osborne lights for me. Yeah. So. But, but I, it, I do like what they're doing with the projections on the uh, man's, Grumman's Chinese theater in the wild um, there. Oh, yeah, me too. You know, I, I, I think they've really come along with their production projection technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, showing, you know, again, is it a clip show? Is it a fireworks show? Is it a laser show? Is it all of the above? I don't know. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I like how they're integrating that. I like how they have a new offering. I think more of the point. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that that's something that they needed to take advantage of, given you know the state of the studios right now. <laughs> and as long as people will stop comparing it to the Osborne lights, I think it can stand on its own as a pretty good show to watch at night. Yeah, and and um, what I really think is going to happen when the Osborne lights will go away is when Star Wars Land is open, because I think when you have no physical memory, no place, you know, right now people have it fresh in their head, streets of New York, uh, you know, walking down Hollywood Boulevard, making that left turn, and then, you know, going into the, into the corrals that they have you set up for. I think once the park is transformed and Toy Story Playland is open and Star Wars Land is open, more than the point, I think people start to really forget that. Now, that's like five years from now. But, you know. Or is it? Or is it? Bum, bum, bum. If that's our 1A, I'm going to throw in a quick 1B, and that's the Once Upon a Time show that showed up at Magic Kingdom. I have not seen this, but I have heard of it. It debuted right at the end of my trip, and the uh, Times Guide said it was going to be at 1045 at night the last day we were there. Ooh, that's late for the I kid. Probably would have, <laughs> yeah, I would have stayed out for it. Uh, kid definitely would not have made it. And, you know, could we have pulled the let him sleep in the stroller because it's our last night and we feel like staying out? Yes, but we, we opted not to. And I kind of regret that we did because I would have liked to have seen this. And usually I'm not one for, you know, let's retire everything so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because while the Castle show might have seen old the you know locals or folks who've been there a handful of times since they debuted it's only been up there a couple of years however you hit on it when you were talking about jingle bell jingle bam and that is the projection technology has come a long way yeah. and i think it was smart of them to refresh what they were doing on the castle this just appears to be something that's much more crisp much more taking advantage of the abilities of that projection technology and i think it's going to be pretty successful as well oh that's neat yeah i, I haven't even viewed this on youtube so um, i i know it ties in um with once upon a time the tv show yes uh, i know it's mrs potts telling stories oh well maybe not i haven't watched it as well because i i convinced myself that i wasn't going to because i try to stay away from the you know the youtube spoilers and all the stuff that i think i'll actually have a shot at getting down to see like jingle bell jingle bam i'll watch yeah because you're not because going down this i'm not going back in the next four weeks right. um but once upon a time show i don't know how long that's going to last i'm assuming it'll probably still be there next summer maybe and so that's our tentative next trip right now interesting um you know if they decide to retire it before next july then i'll probably end up watching it on youtube mm-hmm. amy have you uh you gotten any buzz on this one i have not Thank you for your insight, Bill Walton. <laughs> Actually, anti-Bill Walton, because Bill Walton would have went on for six minutes and still not said And still anything. said nothing. <laughs> I mean, I can go, I can say something about the Grateful Dead and about, <laughs> yeah. I can put on a tie-dye t-shirt. And, and then talk know. about back when you used to go to the park. Yeah, and say wonderful things about my co-hosts that 
the other person has no idea what he's even talking about, but they just smile and nod. Yeah, I can you, do are that. Are you talking about the same Polly? <laughs> <laughs> do you think Bill Walton would eat tie-dyed cheesecake? Ooh. Bill Walton yeah. is so far out there in his own universe that he's just a national treasure at this point. can't even rescue back from that. Nope. I was trying to go Nick Cage something. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> National Treasure available on Disney Home Video. There you go. <laughs> Streaming on Netflix. <laughs> nice. What are we even talking about right now? I don't know. We're moving on to the next topic. <laughs> right, so, you know, but the, the whole idea of the projection technology, you know, now using it obviously on the castle. Uh, do you think it ever is going to come to anywhere at Epcot? Yes. You know, are We've seen sort of the... Didn't they, like, turn Epcot uh, Spaceship Earth into, like, Mike Wazowski yeah. in some... Yeah, they did that for the Monsters um, University um, ad. Right. Twitter um, exploded when oh, that happened. Oh, man. There were so many people. The the Misery Squad was in full effect um, yeah. for that one. <laughs> Don't touch Epcot! Um, I think you will see the... Project- I think what you'll start to see is now that the projection technology is kind of, it's it's a quote-unquote mature thing that they can do. They've been doing it for about five to seven years, I believe. Started over in Paris, and it's um, expanded from there. I think what you'll start to see is that projection technology being used more and more in queues, maybe more and more in attractions. They already had some before. They had some projection mapping, like the, the Shadow of Br'er Rabbit, for example. Um, and Br'er Frog in the queue for Splash Mountain. But that's kind of, you know, that that's more like low-tech projection. Right. Um, but yeah, I think you will start to see that. They might use that for a little bit of um, depth perception in some of the attractions in Pandora World of, A- World of Avatar. That could be neat. Um, just kind of like messing with your head with how far things actually are, particularly once you right. enter the queue. Are you really inside? Are you really outside? Uh, those types of things. And, you know, they can probably do a little bit more fake bioluminescence that way over an avatar. Uh, when it comes to Epcot, I, they hinted at Destination D, which was, what, two weeks ago now? Um, by the time this episode drops? They hinted that Future World's kind of going to get its due. It's going to be, you know, touched, <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah. I am uh, so they did afraid... Not I, right? They did I'm not so elaborate afraid. at all about that. But uh, so the answer is a very qualified yes question mark exclamation point question mark exclamation point one one exclamation point. <laughs> I am so I am so I, I'm like um, Jesse Spano. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. <laughs> like, I. I I, I the want. Pills down, Amy. <laughs> I want. I want Future World to have its resurgence, to have you know its comeuppance. I want it to be make Future World great again. But then, nice. I'm just. But you don't want it Maelstrom style. Oh my gosh! Frozen. And, and they're right. like, it's gonna be very Disney, and I'm like, oh, uh, oh my gosh! It's gonna be it's, everything is gonna have an IP shoved into it. It's Everything. going to be distinctly Epcot and uniquely Disney. <laughs> oh no! I mean, well, st- stealing from our friend Drunko, he he coined it IPcot oh, <laughs> instead of Epcot. Ipcot. Oh, oh, 
Oh, I'm, I'm so nervous. I, yeah. uh, oh my gosh. I mean, are, are we really gonna have Guardians of the Galaxy in the Energy Pavilion? What the, <laughs> what the heck are they gonna put into Mission Space? Is and I, are we gonna have Wally in Mission oh, Space? Oh, they better not touch Mission Space. Are, that right, it's perfect. It's perfect the way it is. Are we gonna have Inside Out and Wonders of Life? Are you know what? What are we gonna have? Boy, that would work really well. Yeah, Inside Out, would. Inside <laughs> Out, and Journey into Imagination. Yeah, oh, my, there too. my goodness. I mean, I, I would, I would be okay with things. Oh, I've being, got it. I've got it. As Riley gets older, Bing Bong is gone, but now Figment is there. So you want Bing Bong shaking Figment's hand and passing it off? Yes, much like Mr. Toad and 20,000 Leagues. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm just so... Mr. Toad and Winnie the Pooh. That's it. Winnie the Pooh, right? Yeah. I'm just so afraid for Epcot. I... I just have so... Pray for, hashtag pray for Epcot. Yeah, I just have no trust left after I've seen the Epcot that I loved be just destroyed. <laughs> I, have no, I have no trust, and I know I should be more optimistic, but where well, Epcot is concerned... Well, I, I think people would argue the Epcot you loved has been ignored, and now it's going to be destroyed. The Ep- might, yeah, the Ep- might be a better ending. The Epcot that I loved went away when they put up the giant wand that said 2000. Mm. Oh my gosh, I'm just so... Well, maybe they'll start to use some drones in the uh, Illuminations show, but for now, we've seen a drone show pop up elsewhere. Yes, the topic is Saved by the Bell. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Did this make you screech when you saw the new drone show? Well, you know, I did get a little preppy when I thought about it. Um, (laughs) it, it, It actually, it's something that they filed the patent for, I feel like, forever ago. Um, for drone use in pre-programmed patterns, um, everybody thought it was going to be for Rivers of Light or it's going to be some giant puppet show for the Magic Kingdom. And it turns out it's a free light show. At Wait, repeat that. Free? Free! <laughs> not, not included with admission. This is actually free. Light show um, performed by drones that fly in patterns and they have music at Disney Springs. And thanks to Colin for pointing out that um, if you want to get a good view of it, uh, there really is certain location pretty much over by the bridge by Legoland, or not Legoland, uh, the bridge over by the, the Lego store seems to be a really good place because they make specific patterns. If you look at it from another angle, it just becomes an amorphous green blob and you're wondering what's the point. But if you are in front of it, and then I ask the question, if you were over on the Saratoga Springs side, would you be able to see it, but in reverse? Um, and he thought, maybe if you're over at the boat dock, it would be a good place. Um, you might not get the music, though. He's not sure if they pipe the music in over there. But, I, free! Guys, free. That's unheard of. I have to imagine this is... It's free, and, and it's going to draw people, but I, I feel like it's probably a test. It's a test. And it will be... If successful, and if they can get their controls down and everything works the way they want it to, it will be used elsewhere for bigger and better purpose. Yes, I agree. But I, I love the idea. Um, I love that I they're keeping it simple. I love that they are doing it. It starts off subtle. Um, I love that they're doing it over a large body of water so no one is going to get, quote-unquote, injured and have to sue Disney, and then that becomes a story. <laughs> uh, because, you know, that'll happen. 
Um, there's there's nothing that I don't like about this. I think this is this is the Disney Imagineering that I enjoy. Now, Amy, you're a, a Disney Springs slash Downtown Disney fan anyway, right? Yes, sir. Do you think someone who doesn't normally include that as part of their trip, this would get them downtown? It might. It might. I've watched it a couple times on YouTube, and it looks really cool when you can tell what the shape is. I think it depends on, obviously, like Polly said, the vantage point of the where the person is standing. But, I mean, the, the Christmas tree effect looks really cool. And the angel, or I can't tell. Sometimes it looks like a dove. I can't tell. But I've seen a dove. I've seen a Christmas tree. Yeah. And there's another shape, but I can't remember right now. Yeah. But, I mean, anything free, any kind of free entertainment is good. Yes. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, yeah. I mean, this, the Springs, they've got so many new offerings right now with the new stores and stuff. I think that this is... This is a great new thing. I really like it. I'm well, that's the thing. I, I think Disney Springs has a lot of live music now, mm-hmm. so there's you know that you can take advantage of. You got this show and the Christmas tree walk mm-hmm. in the parking so lot, think, right? <laughs> you can make a whole little uh, evening out of free activities at Disney Springs. I do have one run real quick. Um, you know, little little armchair Imagineering. What if the drone show started off with drones directing people where to stand to watch? Like, they put over the audio announcement, stand where you can see these arrows pointing at each other. And if you can't see the arrows, then keep walking, and then you get to a point where you can see the arrows, and then you that's where you should stand. <laughs> you immediately made me think of that school of silverfish from Finding yes! Nemo. Yes! <laughs> that's, what, that's what made me think of it. And then someone on Twitter will complain that the robots are taking over. Well, someone will do that anyway. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that would be neat. It's almost like you get a pre-show of the show, and it's still free. And it might no, get you interested great. in seeing it if you didn't already know what was going on. But another thing that I didn't know was going on was a Christmas tree walk. What is this? Yeah, so they uh, apparently have popped up some Christmas trees, and it is a little walk through Christmas decor at Disney Springs. And I think the initial feedback was... Oh, that's it, and wow, those are small. <laughs> and suddenly, the trees have gotten taller. That's what she said. <laughs> Some of the trees have grown, mm-hmm. so uh, I think they propped them up, obviously. Like, but, like the Nutcracker? Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's why can't people just appreciate what's out there? That's that, that was my initial comment to the commentary. Well, wait, wait, what's the price of this Christmas tree walk? It's free! Oh, wait, no, it's got to be included in, like, the price of parking at Disney Springs, right? It is, actually. It is included in the price of free parking. And, right, so that's free, and the drones are free, and the Christmas tree walk is free. I believe you can go see Santa Claus, which is free. Sounds like there's a lot of free things to do down there. It's almost as if Disney is trying to entice you to come down wow. to Disney Springs. But then, of course, while you're there, you may as well pop over to Stick, which is not a- attracting anyone um to eat um or you can more rightly go to where everybody else is going raglan road boathouse boathouse uh jock Lindsay's, homecoming 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 i've heard good things of too i bet they Um, have cornbread at homecoming oh i bet they do you know what maybe you need to let them in on our secret butter and bacon cornbread recipe (laughs) (laughs) you could go to frontera you could go to bb wolf (laughs) 
so bad. <laughs> Go to Morimoto Asia. Yes. I do like that. I've been there. Springforce Cafe. But again, I just I couldn't believe there no. was no criticism no. of those Christmas trees. <laughs> what no did you even say? I didn't no rainforest. No rainforest cafe. No, I'm, just, I'm just blowing past that. Oh. Those, those those are not the trees you're looking for. <laughs> nice, but that no, but but Amy was right with Splitsville. Um, Dean, yeah, Dean, Splitsville. you've been there. I have not, but yeah. I've been there a number of times now, and we've actually uh, ventured up to the one in Massachusetts at Gillette Stadium. Ooh. Uh, Bowling <laughs> alley sushi. Pro tip, uh, don't go to Gillette Stadium when there's actually a game that No! Weekend, if your goal is to go to Splitsville. Never! What? What? I could have told you that. Uh, I, I haven't... I've made sure we go either off-season or you know, uh, away week. Although, but, second yeah. pro tip, we went to Dave & Buster's the Sunday after Thanksgiving uh, at the Palisades Center Mall. I'm thinking this place is going to be packed. It's a Thanksgiving shopping weekend. It's the Christmas season. It's the Palisades Mall. It's going to be busy. We couldn't find a place to park. Yada, yada. Get up there. Dave & Buster's is nearly empty. Wow. Fantastic. I am shocked. No waits for any games. No waits for the table. Seated right down. No waits. It was, it was just a great time. So Sunday afternoons. Check it out. You know, it's like Disney should leverage that and, and take the Dave & Buster's concept and have sort of a restaurant with a lot of video mm. games. In if it. only there was a large blue building that they could put a Dave & Buster's yeah, in. they had a five-story building to put a Dave & Buster's type place in. Mm. That'd be awesome. That'd be interesting. Yeah. If only they hadn't had that before with the Fiesta Fun Center at the Contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> Fiesta Fun Center. That's what it was! It was the Fiesta Fun Center, and then it was the Food and Fun Center. Yes. And it was yes. fabulous. And I won't have you mocking it, sir. That I will was never mock. I grew up in that place, man. They used to have a movie theater in the back. Oh. That's awesome. Excellent. It's so fun. Yeah. Well, if Christmas tree lights are at Disney Springs is not your thing, maybe a river of light would be your <gasps> thing. Wait, so, what is this? Uh, this one, I think, came out of nowhere. The rivers of light... Uh, apparently cast preview happened a week ago yes. and it seemed like if there was word that this was going to occur no one told anyone no one told anyone and you know most of the quote-unquote rumor mills did not turn it up at all that this was going to happen no in fact i've heard more speculation that why would they bother presenting it now why not push it off till next may you know make it part of your summer thing next year no i mean this is uh Although, maybe not as successful as they had hoped of a preview, uh, this sounds like they're trying to get ready to go again. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm very interested in this. Um, I've always liked what I saw from Rivers of Light, which was, you know, a little sporadic. Um, it definitely is something that that amphitheater that was made for the incredibly poorly received Jungle Book show, as mentioned on former episodes by Dean, <laughs> who saw it himself. Um, and, and it does give, you know, Disney something else to do in the dark at that park when Pandora opens up, that's clearly going to be something that's going to be a draw. Um, if you, if you look at it on the map in the Southwest portion, and this will be something to counteract that in the Northeast portion. Right. So Amy, initial thoughts on Rivers of Light preview. Anything they can do for Animal Kingdom at night, I am all for it. I mean that that park has been sort of hurting as a as the real half day park. I mean, honestly, 
Honestly, I mean, hasn't it? I mean, especially in the off season when there's so little sunlight, you're like, yeah, barely, barely nine to five. Barely. And that does that, and that does hurt it. I mean, it's not so much that it's a half day park for stuff to do. I mean, as mm-hmm, we've discussed right. before, you can right. do more than a day there. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's more the operation hours. Yeah, even when it's extra magic hour a.m., you're in at eight, and you got to leave at six because the right. park is closed. Yeah. Um, well, we we experienced that just this past November when we went. The initial uh, dining reservation that we made at Yak and Yeti was four fifteen, right? Because the park hours were set to close at five. Yeah. And it was only much closer to our actual departure time that we found out the park was actually going to stay open until eight, which was fantastic. You know that that those extra couple hours I think make a big difference to people, mm-hmm. particularly if you're not one with a park hopper ticket. It makes a huge difference, and I didn't even think about that because we always get the park hopper. Like that's not even up for debate. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to use a park day, you want to maximize that time, and you know, doing a shift from nine to five. <laughs> Um, why spend yeah. eight hours over here when you can go spend 12 or 14 hours at another park? Exactly. Um, the other thing that I thought of, too, uh, did either of you experience in person, I've only seen it online, the sunset safari that they do with the screen? I did not get to experience that in person. We did ride the safari later in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the fact that our normal safari time is... You know, get there at 8 a.m. extra magic hours and ride the safari immediately. Right, <laughs> that's what so we do too. Ride. As soon yeah, as we it, get there, same. We're we're three birds of a feather right here. <laughs> yeah. So just riding it later in the day was cool, but it was not a different experience when we went on it. Okay, I, I was just wondering, you know, because they have that technology, they got the screen. Even just to time it with actual sunset or maybe a little bit later, could be neat. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about what actually happened at that Rivers of Light preview. And again, it's one of those things I've sort of avoided. I didn't want to catch any pictures, images, etc. Although from what I understand, there was none really allowed to be taken. Mm. Which is why I think they limited the cast members. Because they already yeah. have that. You cannot share what goes on embargo anyway. So what what do you know or have you heard about what actually took place? Uh, from some of the cast members that I read about, that they were kind of a, that's it. But I think a large part of that, again, Disney Twitter, the expectations are sky high through the roof. I don't know if anything would meet expectations at this point. So I'm kind of tempering the tempered expectations, if that makes any sense. (laughs) And uh, Amy, did it go off without a hitch or I I hear there may have been a few issues? Well, I saw a few people tweeting that two of the floats or barges or what have you, they actually collided. So that didn't sound good. So someone else said that it was just some kind of an alarm that went off and they didn't actually make contact. There was a proximity alarm that had gone off. But... That doesn't sound good. But the good thing, though, is that it was just a cast preview. Things always happen all the time during previews. It's a technical rehearsal. Yes. So it's not like this is the end of the world. It's not like anything sunk to the bottom of the... (laughs) (laughs) It's not like any floats (laughs) were submerged completely in water. Um, But yeah, I mean, they can fix stuff. They can get it going Again, I mean, and hashtag no big deal, MBD. Um, I mean, it, it sounded good to me, what I heard. 
but I'm more I'm more easily satisfied by the offerings than than people who are there all the time and are sort of desensitized to how great Disney entertainment can be. Yeah, particularly if they don't step outside of that Disney or Universal Central Florida entertainment bubble. Right. I'm I'm not there anywhere near as much as the people who were at that preview. So I would I would probably be wowed and taken aback and, you know, stunned by how amazing it was. So I still want to know why they haven't put in the world of color type fountains at Walt Disney World somewhere. Where do you think they would fit best? Uh, well, at first, I mean, when, right, they, when right, they first... Right there, Animal Kingdom right. seemed to make I mean, sense. That, but... You have a large lagoon. It is roughly shaped the same as the Paradise Pier um, area. If, if anything, it's bigger. Um, they could easily just pour concrete to give it a ground, you know, if they're, if they're worried about that. Um, the other place that I thought of, actually, is where they're doing the drone show. So they're actually doing nighttime spectaculars where I have thought it would be neat to have these fountains they're just not using the fountains well i think the fountains have to have a certain amount of clearance and a lot of the fountains i believe at disney california adventure they actually are above the surface of the water during the they're day. constantly running right uh, yeah and so there are a lot of transportation boats throughout uh, the, the day at disney springs so i don't think that they could do anything like that at disney what if they springs? mounted them on the bridge over to saratoga springs <laughs> <laughs> just have strollers constantly <laughs> mowing them down nice. <laughs> ecvs tipping over yeah no They're problem hit, there getting hit by a fire hose at sporadic <laughs> intervals no problem there at all i'm good <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I kind of wish that they would bring back those, like, the Discovery River boat to, like, oh, Radio, Disney, Radio Disney River Cruise or whatever uh, in Animal Kingdom. <laughs> that capacity was, like, ten people, though. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing to see on the tour. Here on your left, you see would, where we were going to build Beastly Kingdom. <laughs> Here on they your would left. bring like animal. They would bring like little animals and insects and stuff in little cages and like walk oh, creepy. around the boat. And it, just let them go. <laughs> let them walk all over you. Here on your left, you'll see Harambe. On your right is the Tree of Life. Here on your left is Asia. On your right is the Tree of Life. Here on your left is Dinosaur USA. Here on your right is the Tree of Life. But think about it. What if they put like friendship boats for transportation use but they're like animal kingdom jungle cruise style safari kind of boats i got a better idea transportation i got a better idea personal drones to take you throughout the park (laughs) (laughs) i prefer water transportation sir i love water transportation I would I, rather drown than fall. I don't know. Boats don't seem to do well at Animal Kingdom. They're they're sinking to the bottom. They're colliding yeah. with each other. It's uh. the it's the revenge of Beastly Kingdom. Nice with extra ease. Beastly Kingdom. Beastly <laughs> King K I N G D O M M E M M E with an accent somewhere with, the, with a slash through the O. A random umlau somewhere. Yes, umlau. Yes. <laughs> Happy Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<sighs> Very nice. All right, so wrapping up Rivers of Light, Pauly, if I had to make you predict when you think we're going to see the actual debut of this show. Christmas Eve. Surprise announcement. And I think they're going to do that because uh, the studios can fit about 15 people in it now. And everybody and their mother is going to be at the Magic Kingdom or Epcot. So I think they're going to add that capacity. Not that it's going to be a lot because, you know, like you said, it's what, maybe 10,000 people, maybe 5,000 people around that lagoon. Yeah, I'd say probably three to five thousand. But if they do that, it's three to five thousand people that are not somewhere else. Um, oh, maybe they can pack in some SRO around the outside too. Yeah, you could do standing room only. I think you can also make the dining packages, which will make the restaurants happy. Um, you know, you get a you get the added experience of getting some people into Tiffins. Um, you can do your shows, maybe add a performance. You can definitely do dinosaur later. You can run Everest later. Maybe you don't do the safari, um, but you know there are things that you can kind of tweak, add something to the schedule, and extend the hours of the park. Maybe not to the length that they were during the summer. I'm not saying that it's going to be open until 11, but even if they have a Rivers of Light show at say six o'clock and the park's open until eight, you know, just like you said, it's just enough to get people to maybe want to go there. Can you imagine New Year's Eve if they included that in an extravaganza for New Year's? That'd be neat. I, I would enjoy an Animal Kingdom-themed party, honestly. Mm-hmm. With a special game dinner? Yes, where you go out and hunt your own safari animals. <laughs> I got a wildebeest. That you went wildebeest. dark. You guys go dark very quickly, don't you? We do. We're very dark people. <laughs> hey, everyone complains that Disney food is all the same everywhere you go, so I'm just trying to offer up something unique. It all tastes like chicken, Dean. <laughs> Amy, what do you think? Are we going to see Rivers of Light in 2016 or not until 2017? I think we're going to see it before the end of the year, like Polly said. I think they're going to want to take advantage of the holiday crowds and, and get people over to Animal Kingdom. Right, How about you? Saw, How about you? I am I am skeptical that this debuts this year. I think it's a, a an ideal scenario if they can pull it off, but I don't think you're going to see this much before, I'll call it, Late winter to early spring 2017. So then you're thinking it would be after race weekend. Because the, it, I'm thinking if they don't have it ready for Christmas week, it will be pushed until after race weekend. Because the other logistics they got going on are just monstrous. Yeah, I think I think the earliest you can expect it is race weekend. Okay. And I'm talking, you know, obviously we're talking marathon weekend. Yes, sorry. Okay. All right. Well, if uh, that game meal I offered up isn't exactly your fancy, then maybe you'd like to hop on an actual Disney-designed monorail crawl. No, not exactly the monorail pub crawl that the uh, 3 o'clock radio is hosting in a couple Although weeks. Although I'd like that. I'd love to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is probably a little bit more expensive. Um, mm, and depends on what you order. That's a good point. And uh, maybe a little bit more diverse with cuisine and not just Beverage, beverage, beverage. So let me go through the sort of official announcement here, and I'm kind of scanning to abridge it for you. But $150 person, tax gratuity included, mm. which is sort of rare. Yes. Uh, says the Highway in the Sky Dine Around is offered select Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday evenings. Interesting. Typical reservation rules apply. You check in at the wave. Okay. You must be 21 years or older to have alcohol. Shocker. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked <laughs> by that. Now, why would you pay uh, $150 if you could not drink alcohol? Yeah. And, well, and actually, people... I would ask this of Amy. 
because if you're doing a monorail crawl but it includes food, would you pay the premium price when you're not going to imbibe in the beverages? I don't think that I would because the alcohol is probably the bulk of the price. And then I I could just go around and do an appetizer or food crawl on my own. Sponsored by Butter and Bacon. (laughs) For a lot less than $150. And and adventure is out there travel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to be with a group. And then I'm not going to be, like, trying to keep up with them on the monorail. Like, like it, my question is, logistically on this, mm-hmm. is are they going to commandeer the monorail? Right. Like They it, would have like to. Yeah. I they, mean, is this going to be they a would deal have where to, they're going to... The CMs would... Yeah, they'd have to know ahead of time. They'd clear it. They'd, they'd, they'd have a car or something cleared. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, my, my guess, this is very much like a tour, and they're going to have this timed out. Yeah. So... You know, your your time at the first stop is going to be X minutes. They will have a monorail waiting for you to transport to the next stop. Oh, and that that's not how I like to eat or drink anyway. I I'm not a f- I'm I'm a fan of having a reservation start time. I am not a fan of having an end time. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk a little bit about yeah, that. Sorry, so, I, I, uh, I interrupted, no, but I good. did that on purpose because I want Amy to think about if she would partake in this. A price, not an object right now, but just from the things that you outlined. Well, this goes back to even the, we talked a while back about the Citrico's Brunch. Yes. And, you know, that one had a, an alcoholic beverage included or not. But was it bottomless choice, mimosas? It was not bottomless as far as we know. No. And, you know, if you weren't going to have that mimosa, it seemed weird to be paying the same yeah, price. Yeah, bring your kid and not get a mimosa. Yeah. So this one, uh, dining plans not included. Well, that makes sense. Discounts and promotions not valid. Also. Um, dining work... Dining experience and fireworks experience subject to change. So interesting about the firework piece. Uh, they they uh, probably put st- that in for weather. That's a good point, yeah. So this just started um, just a couple days ago, December 2nd, and it's being offered, like we said, Friday, Saturdays, Tuesdays, starting at 6.45 p.m. Right now it's expected to run through March, so they're, mm. they're going to get some legs out of this one. Yeah. So you do start at the Contemporary, check in at the Wave. It says, relax and mingle with your fellow diners enjoying a welcoming appetizer and specialty cocktail before heading off. Okay, so that's going to be like butler service, I'm thinking. Yep. Then first stop, the Polynesian Village, where you'll feel as if you've arrived in a far-flung tropical paradise. Celebrate the spirit of the South Pacific and luxuriate in the charm of this exotic retreat with an enticing variety of island-inspired libations and, again, appetizers. I wonder where they're doing that piece. You know what it sounds like? And I don't think they could do it, but it sounds like they're taking them over to the concierge area. Oh, okay. That's possible. I don't think they would because that's going to put out the concierge level people. Well, and in my brain, because of the way, and I read that whole piece specifically, in my brain, that, that felt like it was going to take place outside. I don't know why. Uh, that's yeah, that shit. could be too. I wonder maybe also, they're going to if... do it. Maybe they're going to do it at the outdoor patio at Trader Sam's. Oh, they could do that, which would also annoy Trader Sam's. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if they do it at the, um, the uh, what's it called? The Aloha Isle? No, the coffee the, bar that's outside of Kona Cafe. The Pineapple Lanai. Is that it? Are you talking about where you can get Dole Whips? No. Um, upstairs, um, it's actually right after you get off the monorail. It's on oh, the left. Oh, tam- the Tambu Lounge. No, it's not the Tambu Lounge. It's not that far. It's no, the other side of the sushi bar. Yeah, with the, the sushi bar. In the morning. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they just, you know, something they just did is they just removed, you know, the, the store that they had there. They yes. got the photo pass desk and then they had yes. the pins and the merchandise there. They just removed that and changed it to seating. 
Okay. So maybe that's it. Yeah. You know, and because and you're also thinking, you know, Amy, you brought it up, logistics. You don't want to have this group tromping through the resort that mm-hmm. far. Because mm-hmm. then yep. they'll start to wander. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to, like, try and corral everybody yeah. back onto the same monorail. Yeah, you, you got to corral this group. So it's got to be relatively closed in and in right. fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Without being a pen, without so. being, <laughs> without being going in, go go in this conference room. We're gonna lock the door. Exactly. Put like those um those child leashes on everybody. <laughs> no, no, it's the dog walker. You've got the eight leashes on one. Awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh! So yeah. this part is exciting to me because I love this restaurant. So then you're heading back on the monorail after your island-inspired libation and appetizer, yep. and you are heading over to the Grand Floridian. You are going to have dinner at Citrico's. Good point. Uh, good, good choice there. That's because if it wasn't Citrico, I was going to say Narcusis, but yes, Citrico's good. Yes, yeah, so that's where you're getting your chef's main course selection, and then after that, you gather in a splendidly appointed lobby to sip champagne and savor a selection of artisanal cheeses, and particularly if they have the uh, orchestra playing. Yeah, that would be nice. So I wonder how big the groups are. I didn't see any uh, any limitations mm-hmm. here. Um, but you're not done yet. So you've had but uh, wait, two there's stops. More. But wait, there's more. You've had two stops of appetizers. You've now had your main entree. And now, as you think about the loop, you are not stopping at the Magic Kingdom. Nope. You're bypassing that and heading your way over to back to the Contemporary. And that's where your evening will end. You're going to dine. Or, sorry, you're going to head with your companions to a private patio to have dessert, cordials, and coffee. And from there, you'll get to take in the fireworks. Obviously, weather permitting. I wonder if they're doing that at Bay Lake Tower. Fair question. Um, and the only reason I say that is because... It says specifically Disney's Contemporary Resort doesn't yeah. specify. And the reason I think that is because there are a couple balconies on the Contemporary, but if I tell you they're the size of my back porch... <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's the fourth floor patio outside... That's not very private, either. Yeah, not very private, and you know we've talked before about whether or not things take over the average guests, mm-hmm. you know, the typical guest uh, experience, and this may be one where they do. Now, I, I would strongly uh, assume they are not going to be taking over California Grills Bell. No, no, because that's for diners there, and that's why I think that it would be maybe over at um, Bay Lake Tower. The, the two times that I've seen the fire works up there there is plenty of space they would not be taking anything from anyone you need to be a guest in the tower to go up there theoretically um and top of the world lounge has a lot of space that you could kind of you know corral an area almost like when a company takes over a section of a bar when they have a party um you know so you could have a dedicated bartender and you know do your dessert over there have tables you know it's it's not really taking anything away from the average guest experience. But yeah, I mean, private patio, that that's interesting. I would hope it's not that fourth floor thing because there would be a lot of people that might leave the Magic Kingdom early to get a better vantage point of the, of the fireworks and not have the crowds, particularly um, as we approach the holidays. To go over there and see that it's closed, that would be bad. All right, so you've heard all the details, you've heard all the stops, obviously multiple, multiple courses, uh, beverages included. 
Amy, for $150, that includes tax and gratuity. Does it sound worth it to you? Well, my question is, how much is the fireworks dessert party at the Magic Kingdom? Because mm. I'm trying to figure out how much the difference would be. Because you do get this meal at Citrico's, and you do get private fireworks viewing with this. And you get two appetizers. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Last I saw, the dessert parties were around 60 at the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, so- Forty-nine to sixty-nine was the number in my head. Right, mm. and I think the and I think it's like thirty-nine for kids. Now, not that you're going to be bringing kids on this, mm-hmm. um, but you know, factoring in family of three, um, which seems to suit us actually, all three of us. The three of us are going <laughs> as a family of three. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's so you're looking at you're looking at lopping. All right, so one hundred and twenty dollars um, for what's left that's not the fireworks and dessert and this says here cost is 150 dollars gratuity included taxes additional valet parking is included oh and there you go valet parking i believe is up to 25 dollars now at Oof. the deluxe resorts Oof. so that's another 25 dollars that you factor in that's going to be free i mean you i don't know if you're going to tip the people to handle your car you should you should you should (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean this this doesn't sound like too bad a deal i mean i'm gonna guess the meal the entree at citrico's would be about 45 50 dollar value i've never eaten citrico's yeah and you get the appetizers i'm gonna say those are like 10 each yeah and then depending on if they are true butler service and they're walking around you could probably get more than one i mean and it might just be like Oh, it's bacon wrapped scallop. But mm-hmm. you could have 10 of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, come super hungry because it's unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm seeing a listing for a dessert party for Wishes. This was a 2015 listing, and it was saying 49 for adults, 29 for children. Okay, so, so it's a little. We're estimating. Yeah. So mm-hmm. 50 bucks. And again, so that's call that 50, parking's, no alcohol. Yeah. That's 50, parking's 25. If you care about the parking piece of it. Although, given the number of cocktails and cordials they've offered, I might suggest Disney Transportation. Uh, yep. <laughs> Maybe an Uber. Unless um, you have your own Amy. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all the that designated, said, Amy, 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 designated chauffeur. <laughs> Amy, Amy is, in, is uh, available for parties. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you. I'm not sure we should have put that out there. Well, I don't know. All right, maybe not. Check with Amy first. Amy may be available for press. Right. Subject to availability. Amy availability. <laughs> so, Paulie, what about you? The 150 price tag? Does that sound... Uh... Um, can, well, it... it... It would never be a true 150 because I would never do this alone. So I have to factor in, is this worth it for $300? On the surface, I am not a big fan of the dessert parties anyway. Um, I would rather spend that $300 and have a great meal at Boathouse or, you know, one of the other, or actually just go to Citrico's. Um, so I, I think I would have a pass on this. Um, I think it, it sounds like a great thing for a bunch of single friends to do together. If that that's what sense. I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking too. Like, I'm not generally a person who does any kind of upcharge thing in general. I like to sort of just piece it together myself. Yeah. For free or for less money than to do it 
in a structured thing like this. But for someone who does do these types of things, I'm not sure that $150 per person is that much. Like, I'm, I'm not sure it's that exorbitant because you do get all the stuff. And then, the, the, like, mm -hmm. the parking is 25 bucks. It sounds like they're sort of thinking about locals doing it because it does, you know, have that about valet parking. Because, you know, a, lo a lot of on-site guests aren't going to have a car. Right. You know, they're doing Magical Express. So, but they made sure to put that in there about the parking. So that's. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that, you know, if I were to, you know, have, have a trip down there and uh, wanted to hang out with uh, the aforementioned Drunk at Disney or Definite Disney or Amy's down there or something like that, this might be something to do that would be fun that is not, not trying to wrangle uh, like a big reservation at a. Uh, you know, resort restaurant, or you know, even worse, trying to get it into a, a theme park restaurant. Um, this right, this might be easier than doing twelve at Ohana. Right, I mean, and and it, and and particularly with you know, trying to wrangle a different bunch of people, this seems catered honestly. For this is like the Disney Twitter party. Yeah, that would work. I mean, the funny thing is, is we're breaking down this value. You know, we're saying 150. Well, it's 50 for the dessert party, 25 for. It's only worth 50 for dessert party, 25 for parking. If you would actually pay right. 50 for the dessert. Par to me, I, you know, I've never done the dessert party because it hasn't seemed worth it. The first time we had a, an opportunity to do the dessert party, it was I think 1999, and we actually declined then just because we didn't feel like doing it. Right. And then all of a sudden, it like instantly jumped to 25, and then 30, and now it seems to have settled somewhere around 50. Um, you know. 300 for a couple, let's just call it, as Paulie said, you know, I wouldn't be doing this alone, probably be my wife and me. For the two of us, you know, 300, and that includes tax and gratuity, that is an expensive meal, but when you're getting two sets of appetizers, an entree from Citrico's, dessert, and all the cocktails you want, 300 is not too hard to get to yeah. for a Disney meal. So I think the price point is actually pretty good, and I think if they drove it any higher, they'd start to drive a lot of people away. 150 is already going to drive a lot of people away. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things they're they're enforcing scarcity because if you made this 60 bucks, then they would have 5,000 people that would want oh, to. Oh yeah, um, I I could see this crawling to 179. Yeah, probably. I think 190, 199 looks way too much like 200. Probably scares some people <laughs> off. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does look an awful lot like 200. <laughs> <laughs> well, and honestly, for that money, I would rather pay the one ninety nine and do the eight hour backstage magic tour again. But you don't get cordials. No, you get a dinner at Whispering Canyon, where when the three of us get together at Walt Disney World sometime, the pucks will all be on green. Oh, the pucks are on green. Oh no! Oh yes! <laughs> no! And I'm, and I'm bringing my own cornbread. Oh no! <laughs> well. Making Amy afraid at a meal, that's the good stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the good stuff. Thank you for listening to Butter and Bacon. For personalized trip planning services and expertise, please contact Becca via email at Becca at adventuresoutthertravel.com, on Twitter at AIOT Travel or visit our website, adventuresoutthertravel.com, where you can get more information, read our blog, subscribe to our newsletter, and request a quote. Let them know Butter and Bacon sent you. You can follow Butter and Bacon on Twitter, at Butter and Bacon, on Instagram, as Butter and Bacon Podcast, 
And please contact us via email at butterandbaconpodcast at gmail.com. To get the good stuff delivered hot and fresh, please subscribe to Butter and Bacon in your podcast app of choice. Can we discuss how awesome the butterscotch-flavored dum-dum is? Oh, my goodness. I love those. Mm-hmm. When I, was little, mm. when I was little, I used to go to the barber shop with my dad when he would go get his hair cut. And I used mm-hmm. to get some dum-dums out of this big basket that they had for kids. Yeah. And I would always look for the butterscotch dum-dums. And I would look for the mystery ones because I used to love to see what flavor I was going to get. And I would always be bummed if I would get like pina colada or (laughs) something weird like that. The the mystery ones have gotten weirder now. They're like pizza or uh, what was the other one? Pizza. Yeah, there was a pizza flavor. I swear there was a bacon flavored one, but I think I'm just making that up because of the podcast. Whoa. Um, It was the cornbread and... No, we're not. We're, we're, we're moving away from the cornbread topic. You could rebrand the dining plan. You've got the C-3PO dining plan where you, you know, see three things you want to eat and that's all you get that day. Whether those three things are a churro and a pretzel and a Minute Maid lemonade. Those are the three things. Then you have the regular dining plan. So we'll call that the Harrison Ford dining plan where you know you eat like a normal human being then there's the job of the hut dining plan where it is all table service all included everything just marbo shooter and you feel like just laying around on your barge when you're done i don't know but which topic are we talking about today uh, amy oh i'm here i was just listening amy you drive amy get amy likes doing this because she gets to listen to the podcast live <laughs> yeah. she, she forgets she's supposed to talk and <laughs> our first episode 191 everyone wanted to see what all the brouhaha was about yeah like oh damn it's paulie and dean we're not listening to that crap <laughs> delete 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 <laughs> oh it's Polly. oh <laughs> bum bum ba dum <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nobody hear it anyway. That's true. Amy's the only one that listens to the outtakes, only because she wants to call me on when something doesn't make the outtakes. Right. Well, I have. I to like listen. that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was really mad that my part about Russell Westbrook with the photo pass pictures didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> didn't make it in. But then it was in the outtakes that I was pleased. Yes. I hate it when this happens because I've got his face right in my <laughs> head. Oh, I can't remember his name. Am I Googling something for you? No, I am. I've got my phone. Okay. Derek Rose? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said man in the big guy in the middle. Oh. Well, Big Baby Davis has been retired for a little while, so. No, not Big Baby Davis. <laughs> uh, wow. Dwight Howard, he's in Atlanta. Wow, no, he's still trying to get people off of his My Disney experience. Well, that's his fault. He should have thought about that before he went to like five different teams in five years.
Oh, why can't I think of his name? Chris Stapp's Porzingis? Oh, again, him? <laughs> uh, Boban Boyanovic? Wow, where are you getting these names? Kyle Williams. All right, I got it. Oh. <laughs>